<laughs> Hello and welcome to another Fire Up Chat. I am your sassy host, Deborah Trapin of D11. I am super excited to introduce you to a new Fired Up community member that is going to share her story with you today. Now, this woman is very, very, very special to me. She has known me the longest of any human being except for those older than me and my family. And what do I mean by that? I mean, she's my baby sister. So uh, Lori Levin is the founder. Did you hear that? She's the founder of Another Mother's Daughter. Now, what is Another mother, Mother's Daughter? Well, the mission of this company is so awesome. And we're gonna talk about that. So what Lori does in her off time is a myriad of things. When she's not sorting or organizing for others, which totally blows my mind because she was a total messy pants when she was a kid. Um, <laughs> she could be found running back trails. Oh my goodness, I've seen so many pictures of her out in the Joshua Tree area doing hiking with her handsome hubs. Um, she loves to decorate her passion planner, which I love seeing the pictures of this thing. It is amazing. It's like works of art. And she still plays in the dirt. Yes, her bio says she still plays in the dirt. Hello. Okay, she finds satisfaction in refinishing old furniture, which is totally rad. And she gives it new life. She is a huge fan of life, which is why she's also a compassionate vegan. Even though her husband, the last time I saw him, was eating this ginormous egg and bacon burrito. I could have died. <laughs> She's a sun lover, a mountain climber. She loves, digs yoga and Pilates, but usually sips coffee instead. <laughs> this I love. You've got the greatest bio. Welcome, Sissy. Welcome, Lori, to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. So, oh, my goodness. Are you just so excited to be on this journey? I'm beyond excited. I almost can't. I have to pinch myself. I love that. So tell me, uh, obviously, we were raised by a woman who was always doing some kind of little entrepreneurial thing. It, she was either selling Avon or Mary Kay. I think at one point she may have sold Tupperware. Uh, then she was like making baby clothes with puffy paint and <laughs> she mom is a total entrepreneur at heart. Although I don't believe she labels herself that way, right? which is so weird, isn't it? Uh, if you're listening, mom, you're an entrepreneur. So what gave you the push to begin living your dream of owning your own company? More than anything, it was realizing that there was a real need for all the special talents that I have. Uh, <laughs> I am quite organized now. I got all of my messiness out as a kid and uh, live very, very simply. In fact, I live in a little square, um, 700 square foot apartment, but everyone who comes in says how spacious it feels just simply because I have pared down to really only the necessities. And I found when mom and dad were going through their transition from the house they'd lived in forever where we grew up into retirement, even though they weren't moving into a smaller house, they still needed to downsize. They'd been collecting for years and I knew that they needed more than just moral support or financial support. They physically needed help. 
And then when mom broke her elbow, that was kind of, <laughs> that was the crux of everything that made me realize that I needed to do something different with what I was already doing. And that coupled along with a very dear friend of mine lost his wife. And I kind of had that awakening where I said, I'm going to have to do something with my life. I can either continue on the path where I am. And five years from now, I see myself, you know, maybe moving up in the position that I am in banking, but not really wanting what my boss had or jumping in with both feet and doing something I felt passionate about and called to do. I love it. So I just want to point out that you said banking, which had somebody asked me 20 years ago, even 10 years ago, if my sister would be in banking for this long, I would tell them that they were smoking something green and needed to sit down in a timeout. I am I'm still a little bit in shock that you stayed in that industry for so long. So let's talk about that for a quick second, because I think what happens for a lot of people that are in the fire up community, they're doing, they're in the same boat right? They're, they're in a job where they're like, how did I end up here? Like, <laughs> wait a minute. I, I'm a compassionate vegan. I like hiking in Joshua tree. I do yoga and Pilates and I'm in banking. So how, <laughs> I mean, you sometimes got to go, what? So how, like, what kind of inspiration do you have? Like what triggers do you have for people that just were part of that day-to-day -day going, th these are the things I was feeling and I knew I was not in the right place. Well, I belong to a, a business networking group, a ton of professionals that I work with. And what we do on a regular basis is say what we are passionate about. And I found that I was constantly saying, I'm not passionate about banking. I'm just very good at it. And what I was more passionate about was helping people who were kind of left behind. And there's a lot of mostly women that I run into that are in their mid fifties to mid sixties who have never touched a checkbook or reviewed a financial document before. And they really have no idea what they're doing. They don't know how to log on and pay bills. And so I found myself almost becoming a counselor of sorts, helping budget and figure out how to manage their finances and then becoming friends uh, with clients and, you know, many of them asking me to come over and just overhaul everything that they have. So, you know, after all of the time of being, you know, just being very grateful for what being in banking has brought me, I just realized that it was time to, to follow something else that, you know, yes, it did what it needed to when it needed to, but it was time to move out of that relationship into something that was more to my heart than to uh, necessarily my pocketbook at the time. Right, right. Well, you know, I think what's interesting in, is that you and I are, yes, we are related, but we are so very different. However, our paths are not that different, right? I, I was in the real estate space, which it really wasn't the real estate transaction that I loved, right? It wasn't all the paperwork and like that wasn't, but I love the people. And I loved what I could share with people. And, and so that's what I'm hearing coming from you too. It's like, that was, that was just your place where God had you learning what you needed to learn so that you could help who you needed to help, who you're here to meant, who you're here and meant to serve. Right. So um, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So one of the, one of my favorite questions to ask people is 
what does success look and feel like to you? Success for me is really a great balance between my career and my family life. So it's become so important to me to (laughs) sound really silly, but be a homemaker, you know, have the time to make my husband breakfast before he goes to work and um, keep my home clean and be able to uh, pick up my stepdaughter whenever she needs someone to be there for her. Those things have all been very important to me. So to be able to do those along with contributing to the household income and doing something that I'm passionate about, that's definitely success for me. I love that. You know, this this is such a key thing, especially for women, but really for entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, when they step out and step into uh, this place of change, it can be scary, it can be uh, paralyzing for a lot of people, because especially with the advent of social media, everyone's sharing their highlight reel constantly. And so it's so important to have such a clear vision of what success looks like to you, that you are able to do those actions. So I applaud you for knowing not just the statement of I want I want more balance or synergy or what or integration between you know work life balance blah 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 blah, but you actually have specific things. I want to make breakfast. I want my house to be clean. You know I want to be there for um, my family, for my children, those types of things. So good for you. That's, so, that's such a beautiful thing, and I'm sure that's going to inspire others to put together a list of what are those things. Uh, I always have clients go through a a fun exercise. I call it fun because I'm on the other side of it, (laughs) but it's the, I will feel successful when, and they have to at least do five sentences. I will feel successful when, and really focusing on the feeling that that action is going to give them or that end end result. Because I think that when we stay in that place of what it's going to feel like, and we have a visual of what it's going to look like, it's so much easier to see it when it's happening, even in the small moments um, and even in the trials in those small moments. So you're going to pick up your stepdaughter and you're sitting in crazy Southern California traffic. You're like, That's okay, so this bad. is a blessing. This is a blessing. This is a blessing. <laughs> I am successful. <laughs> you really like, it's just reminding you and bringing you right back to that. Okay. So let me ask you kind of a, a flip question. So we've been focusing kind of on the positive, but I love to focus on the failures. I think failing forward is so important. And I think that our world only focuses on praising the positive, praising the quote unquote success. And I think because we tend to fail more often than we succeed in life, because we're learning that it's unfortunate. So I would love to know what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it along the way? My biggest mistake is actually one that happens to be ongoing, but I catch myself in it. And that is doubting myself. I'm having any sort of doubt, um, letting fear creep in and kind of take over or allowing other people's ideas of what's crazy and what I should be doing, you know, take over where I'm, where I really truly am. It's like somebody telling me you've got to be crazy for leaving, you know, this secure career to follow your dreams. Well, yeah, I guess that is pretty crazy, but 
that seems like the right thing to me. And if I let myself follow their thoughts and doubt myself, that becomes my biggest mistake. But what I've learned is that I just need to take back a moment and think, are these their fears or are these my fears? If I didn't listen to them, if I didn't have their input, would I have thought of this on my own? And usually the answer is no, that's somebody else's fear. I mean, I could, well, I can't anymore, but I could do a backflip. Um, and that was because I told myself that I could do it, not because somebody told me that I shouldn't or couldn't. It was just a matter of, well, uh, what happens if I can? Right. Right. That's beautiful. And I think that, you know, from a, from a young age, we're kind of put in packs, right? We're, we're pack animals. <laughs> like we hurt ourselves in places. And so I think naturally, uh, you know, we're, we're meant to be with others. Two, two are better than one. You know, we're better together, except for that element of discouraging each other. So uh, a big a big topic that we talk about in the fire up community is surrounding yourself with champions and people who see your vision however it's not about just about seeing the vision it's about finding people who have a similar value structure to you so they can support you how you need to be supported so how do you how did you find your community where you are how did you find this community that's saying you know yes go Here's here's how I can help. Was it a long process or did you just say, here's where I'm going and it happened naturally? Give us a give us a back behind the scenes. Got it. So I have been here in Southern California since the end of 2010. So really not very long, um, what, five and a half years. And during that time, having a career in banking and really not feeling as though sitting in a bank waiting for someone to come in and do business with me. That wasn't really what I was looking for. I was looking to go out and seek people who needed my help, but not necessarily one client at a time, more like one referral source at a time. So I grew this amazing referral network. And because of that network, I have done so successfully in banking. I, I can't even begin to explain the accolades that I've received from my from Comerica Bank, uh, just with all of the lending that I've done and all of the people that I've helped. Now, those same referral sources are really my biggest fans. They've already trusted me with their clients. They've already seen that I'm, I'm only there to make them look good and really to help their clients the same way that they would. And they have been really my biggest fans and the most encouraging along the way. I love that. And, and again, it's you're you're flipping what some people would consider um, a waste of time or a failed decision to, you know, stay in an industry into a beautiful thing. You now do have I mean, in banking, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's similar types of connections and networking that happens in the real estate space. Right. Of course, other mortgage brokers and folks that are that are focused in the financial services but real estate agents and advisors and insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are the people on this planet. They're like the Uber connectors, right? I mean, it's, it's insane. It, there is, there's such a depth of, I mean, most of them, one of their purpose, one of their purpose statements at some point in their life, as, as they've tried to figure out what they were meant to do, they thought of themselves as a connector. 
And so it's, it's awesome to hear you being able to take that time and take those nurtured relationships and just pivot, right? Say, okay, I was helping you with money. <laughs> now I want to help you with this new thing. So let's talk a little bit more about another mother's daughter, what it is that you're hoping to accomplish and like who your ideal client is at um, AMD. <laughs> oh, so fancy. <laughs> so what I'm hoping to accomplish is really to be exactly what my business name is, another mother's daughter. So not everyone can be there for their parents when they're going through this transition. And it's not just retirement. It's also empty nesting, um, maybe the loss of a loved one, or maybe just having way too many belongings and needing to downsize them or possibly being in the middle of a move and realizing that it's a lot more work than you thought it was going to be. Um, so I really want to be able to be almost like a family member and the liaison between the parents and keeping the kids really involved. Um, if the kids are busy working, if they're, you know, like our age, they're busy, they're working, they have their everyday life to take care of. I want to be able to be in contact with them and let them know, here's what's going on with your mom and dad. Maybe give them a call and, you know, cheer them on. Uh, let them know they're doing really great. Just, just to really fulfill that void in some people's life when they, they can't be as close to their parents as they want to be. And they want to make sure that they have somebody that they can trust that's helping their parents out. Oh, so beautiful. Lovely, right? It really is. Now, do you help when people are wanting to, like they're aging in place, right? So one of the things that Drew and I found in our journey, right, living here and uh, his parents living down in California was finding somebody that we trusted, right? Finding somebody that we trusted to just help in, like do some things inside the house where they were aging. Right. And so I think what I love about what you're doing is it, it doesn't mean that somebody has to be moving mm -hmm. to utilize your service. Right. It's somebody who's just like, oh, my goodness, I'm a total pack rat and I had no idea. <laughs> now what do I do? <laughs> and so what are, some, what are some of the ways you get people organized? Because this is so fascinating to me. Like go, organizing my own stuff is not a fun thing. Like. It's just, it's not a way I like to spend my time. I know you totally dig it, but I just like, um, it, it falls underneath like the same category as laundry to me. Right? Oh, I will love doing the laundry when I can hire somebody to do those things. <laughs> <laughs> you got all of that and I got some whatever. So. I love doing the laundry. It's very, it's very in the moment. You know, you can use all of your senses while you're doing the laundry. You can feel the warmth of the clothes and the different textures of them. There's the smell of the fresh laundry. There's it going from this big messy pile into this beautiful folded or hung items. Like I love the laundry. I know you do. It seriously, people. If you would have known when we were growing up, <laughs> you would think, "Who is this person?" <laughs> uh, but this is also a, a really interesting testimony to the ability for people to change. And, and this isn't something that I normally talk about on the show because I don't actually know people from, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Right. <laughs> but I know you. 
And what I think is so so beautiful about your journey is that you have you've truly reinvented yourself along the way. You haven't stayed where you were because you can. It is possible to not change and not to move forward. And so when you when you kind of look back, when you look back and you could say 10 years, you could say 20 years, however however long, but if you could talk to that what would you tell her? What would you tell yourself looking back? Don't be afraid. Um, <laughs> I would tell myself, don't worry, honey, your husband's out there and he's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to just keep moving forward, even when things, when I don't understand the reason behind what's happening in my life, to just trust that there is a plan and a process so much bigger than me that I may not understand, but that, you know, really it's all the best happening for me. I mean, you had asked like how I help people organize. And what I do is just a little bit different from how most people may think they should organize. Maybe they go room by room. I actually go item by item. So let's say, and one thing I noticed with mom and dad is that they had a lot of cleaning supplies. Now that might sound really weird, but there's cleaning supplies underneath the bathroom cabinet and they're underneath the kitchen cabinet and they're in the laundry room and they're in the hall closet and they are everywhere, not realizing that you might have 20 half empty bottles. So just gathering all like items into one space and be able to look at them and decide what items do I have that are duplicate that I can, you know, either combine and consolidate and, you know, reduce the amount of clutter that I have. Doesn't necessarily mean you're throwing away things that you haven't used yet. It just means those two half empty bottles can make one whole bottle and we can maybe find a place for those to be. And if you have leftovers or excess, you keep all of your excess in one spot. So when you run out of the bathroom cleaner in the bathroom, you go to this one place first before you go to the store to buy more. So it's really a great money savings as well. Ah, oh, listen to you go. I am so super excited for you. I, I took a peek at your website that OBS is building. And for those of you who don't know, Aubrey actually manages both of our digital footprints. <laughs> She's created my website. She's created Lori's website. Uh, she does a lot for us on social media, making sure that, you know, she cracks the whip, makes sure that we know what's happening and when. Um, how are you feeling about the website? Like, what is your vision for what the website will hold? Why should people visit it? Well, I just actually took a peek at it this morning, and it is definitely a work in progress. Um, each time I look at it, I see something different or want for something different. So one of the things I'm looking to add to my website is going to be some endorsements from those that I work with and also connections with some of the business professionals that I intend to refer clients to, like maybe my general contractor or my uh, financial advisor, just so that they can also see a link to that person and their business. And really, as, as well as growing my business, helping the smaller businesses that are in my area grow as well. Um, so it's not just, you know, look in the phone book and find phone book, really? The phone oh my book. goodness. You just said it. You just said it. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, you know, look at look at what generation I'm talking about. They might actually still use a phone book. Yeah, you know, I think you're probably right. Um I, I I'm like, I don't even know what to say to that. 
Okay, I, but the, the phone book still arrives on my desk. I know, it seems so wasteful. I get it so does. upset when they bring that. It does, but however, what you're saying is the generation that you're serving still seeks that. They still use that. <laughs> I think do. that they are kind of, well, you know, mom is trying, you know, I'll, I'll say, well, are they on Facebook? She's like, oh, I keep forgetting to look there, you know? Because um, I think Facebook really, Facebook pages, there's not a ton of engagement that happens there unless you pour a ton of cash into it, but it is kind of like the yellow pages. Like now it's like, Oh, where are they? And what do they do? And what are their services? And what's their phone number right. and their website? I mean, it's kind of that versus just a general search on Google, but we really don't miss it that much. I know. Um, I think it would be fun to have a pin board for you on all the creative things you could do with the yellow pages that arrive on the front doorstep. Okay. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I think I, I can hear Aubrey going, oh, that'd be so much fun. Oh, too funny. Too funny. So like you, you or I might go to Yelp. If we already asked somebody that we know, my first inkling is to ask somebody that I know for a referral to someone that they've already used. And if nobody has a referral for me, then I'll seek out Yelp to see other people's experiences I just don't know, like those people don't know me and what my expectation of service is. So what they think might be great service might not be what I think is great service. And what I've found with at least that platform is that more people are likely to complain on that platform than they are to praise. So you might not get a, you know, a good mix of how great their services are. So being able to be the one that has this solid relationship with these professionals that I have already trusted them with so many of my bank clients that, and they've never made me look bad yet. <laughs> I love it. You know, and that's, and that is key. And you know, there's, there's so many different ways to use those types of platforms, Yelp, or even LinkedIn with the recommendations, right? So the, the what we're talking about is other people telling the story of what it's like to work with you. And it's it really is very important that I think a little negative is okay. A little should you drop the ball here or I didn't like that is okay. I think those make us look real. I think you're right. There are some belly acres on Yelp. But what I've started to do, and I don't know if you use it like this at all, is I've started to follow the local Yelpers that eat the same kind of food I eat that visit the same wineries I visit and I go to theirs and see what did they what have they reviewed lately so I kind of use it a little differently I don't necessarily use it to find out like what restaurant is by me I'm like oh where's where did Julie go last week did she do any kind of cool reviews <laughs> because I found the same thing right I I think it's it's almost like uh, movie critics right it's like I, I never even look at those anymore I'm like you don't I, I think I thought that was a stitch of a movie you know <laughs> you can't tell me I'm not going to like it. So I think uh, finding your pack, finding your tribe, again, looking at those people and also what can you do for them, right? What kind of review can you leave them? What kind of testimonial on their site or on their LinkedIn profile can you do? So I think it all starts to flow in that let's all tell each other's story for the other because it is easier to believe the good about someone else when they're not telling it. Right. Which is so sad. But, you know, I think we all kind of fight against seeing that as ego as opposed to um, just 
I've got a great thing here and I can really help you. And what I do is good work and it changes lives. So I look forward to doing a review because I loved seeing you work with mom and pops. I thought, you know, first of all, like whoop whoop, because doing it for family, like if you could survive that, like you can survive anything, right? Because you're talking about you were there for so many of the years where they were collecting and yeah. stockpiling and, you know, putting things in a box out into the garage and never to return. Um, so what, when you think about that, like when you think about that whole process, what was your favorite part of helping them through it start to finish? Ooh, I think that since I'm always up for a really great challenge, that's where I feel like I'm growing the most. My favorite part was helping them to not call one another stuff junk. It was very tough. Um, I, I, I'm sure both of them thought that they had accumulated a lot of junk and truth be told that they did. Uh, but just they never had the time to look through it and really take a moment to honor it. It was kind of fun to see all of the things that mom and dad had saved and to be kind and loving. Of course, I was very excited and, and looked them over and then, you know, gave them the honor that that they deserved. You know, my eighth grade report card. I did so great. Wade, yes, Mr. Wade, too, right? Remember those boat shoes, those crazy boat oh. shoes, and they're totally back in style. Remember oh this, God. remember this, always pushing the glasses up in the middle. <laughs> but being able to look at that, being able to look at that, and then you know, take it away from their space and then do with it as I please, but to you know, honor them and thank them for what they did, what they saved, instead of just telling them, I can't believe you saved that, like that was silly, right? Right, and and that would be that would be hard. Um, I found that every time I visited, there was a whole nother uh, suitcase or box of things. And I was like, wow, like, holy Toledo, <laughs> what is that? Although I will admit, I did take Ozzy Wilt, my preemie Cabbage Patch doll. <laughs> I did bring him home with me. <laughs> I'm awesome. Like, what will I do with you? I brought him and my other baby doll. Remember my other baby doll with the little eyes that open and shut? She's actually sitting here in my office with a big old beret over her crazy ratty hair. Oh, she's so scary. I know you think, you think everything like that is scary. You are so silly, um, but I love it. I love it. Cause I know that I could send you pictures of her. <laughs> oh goodness. So one of my, uh, one of my fun questions that I love to ask the, the fire up gal is uh, what's your superpower? Mm. I'm an expert at giving analogies. <laughs> okay, tell me more. Right, tell you more. Okay, so here's a certain situation. If I think about what I'm doing for my business, there are a couple of different ways that I can do it. I can just say, this is what I want to do, and I want to wait for it to show up. And because I've said it, it's going to happen. Or maybe if I just do it once or twice, you know, if I take action once or twice, I'm going to get the results that I want. If I look at that through another lens or a, a different way of kind of viewing it, I, I have to relate it to something that I am already doing that is getting me the results that I want. And so for me, that's the gym and running. So 
I don't wake up every morning and go, I can't wait to get to the gym. I can't wait to go out for a run. Right. But what I wake up is saying, I can't wait to feel the way that I feel or get the results that I have from doing those things. And I know that I can't just show up at the gym once and do one really great workout and be like, all right, I'm fit as a fiddle. I have nice, strong bones and toned arms. And that was it. You know, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication. And some days when you don't feel like doing it, you just have to suit up and show up and go. And I've noticed that I don't ever regret doing something like that for myself. The only time that I ever feel less than amazing is when I convince myself to not go, <laughs> to not get up in the morning, to not put on my running shoes. And so this morning, it's normally a gym day on Monday. Um, but I didn't feel like going to the gym. So I threw on my running shoes and went for a run and the weather was beautiful and I got to enjoy the sunrise and, you know, had I just stayed in bed, I wouldn't have been able to see that. Yeah. That's so good. I love, I love that you keep using the word feel, right? Um, you won't feel bad for doing something. I think that I remember this was like late nineties, early two thousands when I was kind of working in corporate America, like true corporate, like tech companies. And I remember I had this female boss once that said, you know, you use the word feel too much. That's such a girly word. And I thought, I don't think feel or feelings is a feminine word. I think it's a human word. And it, I let it, I, I let her words kind of constrict my use of that for a while thinking, okay, I don't feel, what do I do? I don't think, I believe, do I believe? Do I think what, what word should I be replacing that with? <laughs> you know, like I'm not supposed to be feeling. And I, I remember that, that time in my life where I reclaimed that word and said, you know, if somebody doesn't understand that I'm going to feel a certain way about something, then they're probably not meant to be in my world. Cause I'm definitely a feeler. You know what I'm feeling. I do not hide my emotions. I am not that type of person. I like to live out loud. And so people have, have to be ready for that. And I think that it can look lots of different ways, right? I think that you're, you're experiencing your life, not just in that moment, but you're carrying it with you because you're remembering the way you felt and how, how it inspires you to actually get up the next day or the next week or the next month and, and move forward. So I think that's beautiful. So, so beautiful. So what is your, your current word? It doesn't have to be for a year. It could be like your season. But do you have one word that you just look at and say, yes, that is my word? Yeah, it's go. It's just go. Um, <laughs> for you know, I don't want to say just do it because I'm not a big supporter there, but I do want to say, I, I just need to go. Um, it's that whole suit up and show up, you know, and just go through, act as if, and, uh, then the feelings come along with that, you know, I start to feel great about what I'm doing. And so I just need to be brave enough to go. I love it. Go. I have a client, um, her name's Crystal. She's, she's more of a friend now. Uh, we met at a conference and, and uh, did some firework together and she helped me with some things. And we, we talk about once every six to eight weeks. And when I asked her this question, you'll, you'll love this because it gives a great visual to the go. Hers is press play. And seriously, now every time I see that little triangle, like to, I think 
about Crystal. It's like, press play. Yes, I love that. Go. Like, just stop waiting for things to happen and make them happen. Move forward. So I think that that's, that's so beautiful. And it's really quite important when you are a solopreneur, when you're starting your first company, you're you know moving into this place of you have to be the one that motivates yourself and really keeps you moving forward which is huge and your attitude is a huge part of that and go is definitely an attitude at least i think it's an attitude for sure so as um, as we kind of get wrapped up here is there anything else you want to share with the fire up community any other little tidbits or tips or little behind the scenes secrets of lori and another mother's daughter uh, yeah, of course. So I think that the what if is really important or the what's in it for me, for my clients, you know, what they want to know, yeah, this all sounds really great. It's beautiful, but what's in it for me? <laughs> what does this do for me? And that's, that's really where I'm, my, my big focus is, is making sure that I clearly can communicate what's in it for those clients that I do service and what's in it for their families. And more than anything, it's just to be able to exhale and to take something that uh, can be very, very stressful and overwhelming and just know that it, it's, it's going to be okay and that we're going to get through it and that they're not alone. Oh, I think it's so beautiful. I'm so proud of you. I really, I'm just so proud of you. I'm proud of, the journey you've taken and how you are just creating this amazing business that is so servant hearted in a world where there are so many people who are all about me, right? It's me, me, my, my, mine, I, 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 and I just, I, I listen to you. I, I feel the grace flowing from you. I feel the peace flowing from you. And I am so excited to see this journey. So I would love to have you back maybe uh, in the next six to 12 months as you start going and building and so that we can follow the story. Because one of the things that we're passionate about around here at the Fire Up movement is sharing along the way, not just sharing the beginning and the end or the idea and the victory, but really the meaty in between story that will definitely inspire others to take that jump. So, <sighs> all right. Wow, thank you so much for joining me. I loved this chat and I know that there's gonna be people who wanna get in touch with you. So what are some of the easiest ways for people to find out more about you and get connected with you and move things forward with you? Uh, so my website is up and running and on there, there is a direct way to contact me. So that's the www.anothermothersdaughter.com. And the direct contact for me is has on there my cell phone number and my email address. You can also find me on Twitter at, at amdaughter. <laughs> And I am on Facebook, Another Mother's Daughter, and Instagram. Instagram Yay. as well. <laughs> Go team, right? <laughs> so I just dropped in uh, the chat your 
website and your Twitter. And I think the others are probably on the website, ways that they can follow the Facebook page and all of that goodness. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you so much for joining me today, Lori. So it feels so weird to call you Lori. I know, right? Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're so welcome. And I just, I pray oodles of blessings over this journey. And I know that everybody who comes in contact with you is just going to leave so much more blessed and at peace with their journey because of what you're doing for them. So thank you for putting that out into the the atmosphere and for just following your heart and living your purpose out loud. So thank you so much. I look forward to having you on the show again soon. Thank you. Cheers with my coffee, my shine coffee. Make today a good day, yay, cheers. Love you. Mwah. <laughs>